I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Weather Insider from AccuWeather.com for Tuesday, October 27th. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, and here on this Tuesday, we got a lot to talk about. This is our 432nd episode of Weather Insider, and proving once again it always takes two people to uh, replace Bernie Reno because he's so important. I'm Dean DeVore, and I'm joined by senior meteorologist Mike Dahl with us, who, uh, man, Mike is busy at this hour working on all of the maps and information that we need to get ready as Zeta our hurricane, our sixth letter of the Greek alphabet. And here we are with another potential landfalling hurricane. Right now, uh, the storm, Mike, as we look at it here on this Tuesday midday, has weakened a bit to tropical storm status after coming, making its first landfall on uh, the Yucatan. But now it's back over or coming back out over the waters of the uh, Gulf of Mexico. And Mike, as we look at this heading towards the Gulf Coast, another situation for an area that just doesn't need another tropical system. But here we go again with rain, wind and problems as they ramp up later today, tonight and into tomorrow. Yeah, the the good news that there is good news is the, the track of this is going to be farther east than where Delta and Laura tracked. And but that does mean that New Orleans, which had relatively minor impacts from those two storms, are going to feel more direct impacts from Zeta. Wind gusts 60 to 80 miles per hour in New Orleans are possible, four to eight inches of rain. Uh, Thankfully, uh, the storm surge will be relatively minor, one to three feet on Lake Pontchartrain. So not looking at uh, a huge impact, but certainly the risk for flooding, uh, wind damage, power outages. And this is going to extend actually through Mississippi, Alabama, and all the way up into the southern Appalachians and southern mid-Atlantic. So this is a far-reaching storm, and actually it's going to be merging some of that moisture with the winter storm we've been dealing with in the southwest, which moves out into the southern plains later in the day tomorrow and spreads moisture in the Ohio Valley. The Ohio Valley is likely to see eight, four to eight inches of rain out of this. Mm. Flooding problems uh, are a concern across that area, and then the rain impacts a good chunk of the mid-Atlantic. We could even be dealing with some snow Mm -hmm. in the Northeast later this week. Too early to tell if this is going to be a major uh, snow event. The signs are indicating no, but something we'll have to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're you're talking about really taking two pretty distinct system and kind of what the models do is really kind of uh, force them together, kind of almost make a, a hybrid storm along the Eastern seaboard. And, my concern is any storm in this situation that we've seen any low pressure tends to want to really ramp up along the eastern seaboard. It's just been we've been seeing that for the last couple of years, whether it's a hurricane system or a uh, just a you know a spring nor'easter or a fall nor'easter or a winter storm, and we can see that that real deepening, and that's what concerns me, especially later Thursday night into Friday for that uh, I ninety five corridor. At at a bare minimum, 
it is going to be ugly in the I-95 corridor on Friday. We're talking temperatures probably staying in the 30s to near 40 and wind and rain coming down. It's going to be ugly and raw. And you're right. How much snow mixes in and how much snow may stick on the ground. That's still something we got to keep an eye on. So be ready for the end of the week for the northeastern quadrant of the country to be really just awful, messy. The leaves will be coming down. The wind will be blowing those leaves in the wet. It's just going to be awful, Mike. It's really not going to be a fun couple of days in the northeast, partially from Zeta and then partially from this second piece of energy coming in. Right. And it is late October, so the, the waters off the east coast uh, still warm. So any energy that moves in with this low pressure area moves over the water can strengthen in pretty quickly. And it's going to be drawing some cold air southward out of Canada. There's going to be a pretty strong high pressure area moving over eastern Canada. There's going to be a, a fresh injection of cold air. So how far north does the precip shield go? And where does it meet that colder air uh, to be able to produce some snow? The lakes are pretty warm, so still bit uh, early in the air is not that cold to produce any lake effect. So we'll have to see what the new models start showing over the next couple of days because it could get interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It really depends to me just how how much this area of low pressure after you get that second injection of energy kind of kind of wraps up on Friday and just how much cold air. Uh, the cold air is already in place out west. I mean, this has been as we look at this Tuesday midday, there's already been some impressive totals with this storm so far south. I mean, you know, look, it's October 27th. I know that. But 6.8 inches of snow in Turpin, Oklahoma, an inch of sleet, Wellington and King County, Texas, and about a quarter to almost a half inch of freezing rain in parts of Texas and Oklahoma. Mike, this is as early as I can remember. This much cold and snow and ice this far south this early in the year. It's been a long time since we've seen that. Right. And we've uh seen uh, reports of over 100,000 customers without electricity in Oklahoma. Right. So a lot of ice is accumulating on the trees and the uh, trees still have leaves on them. And you get the ice accumulating on that, that adds the extra weight. Plus it's, uh, it's the winds are 10 to 20 miles per hour. So this is causing a lot of problems with power outages, you know, let alone slippery roads, road crews, uh, you know, this early, they're, they're they're probably prepared for this, and they probably were probably were prepared for this. So they're doing their best to keep the the roads uh, salted. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I I lived out in the plains uh, early in my career, and uh, this is this is much much earlier than I can recall doing this for over twenty years. All right, so we still have some fire danger problems to worry about out west. Uh, one thing, it is going to warm now as this cold air kind of shifts eastward into the middle of the country and eventually into the northeast. Uh, the warming trend out west, we've got the wind on the backside of the storm coming offshore. So Tuesday here at midday, we're looking at the, some fire danger and the warming trend continuing out west. That's something that we'll keep an eye on here in the next couple of days as well. Right. Some areas in the southwest, uh, Phoenix, uh, for example, um, they didn't get to 70 degrees yesterday. Wow. And I, that, that's the first time they failed to reach 70 degrees since the uh, end of March. Yeah, you juxtapose that with the, the record for 100 degree days, which was uh, set again this year. So or, and even over 110, 120. So, yeah, that's quite quite a change here for uh, this time of the year. Absolutely. And it will start to warm up. 
uh, thankfully, the, the Santa Ana wind event uh, is not as strong today compared to yesterday. However, the winds are still gusty enough that any new fires that develop could spread really quickly. The existing fires that uh, uh, ignited yesterday spread really quickly and could still spread even more today. But the good news is the winds will start to die down later today, and much lighter winds for tomorrow. Um, so that's certainly good news. Mike, thank you so much. A lot to talk about, a lot to keep uh, track of on your AccuWeather app. This is the time wherever you are to kind of check in and keep track of things. If you're in the Northeast, we're going to watch this developing rainstorm Thursday that could then get a colder bent to it on Friday and wrap some snow around it. We'll continue to watch uh, Zeta as it comes in on shore on Wednesday into the Gulf Coast and then brings that flooding rain up into the Ohio Valley and Mid-Atlantic. And then, of course, we're watching this winter storm here on this Tuesday start to move eastward, and it'll combine with the, uh, with Zeta. And then we're also uh, watching the situation out west. Lots to talk about. Mike, thanks for being with us. Bernie should be back tomorrow, but stay tuned to all of us at AccuWeather.com. You can check out my podcast, Everything Under the Sun, our weekly podcast with stories about the weather. We talk about the Weather Photographer of the Year podcast uh, and uh, announcement uh, from our friends at the Royal Meteorological Society in this past week's episode. And we're looking forward to talk about Project X a situation where people are using uh, man-made and machine learning to try to better the weather and our predictions. And we'll talk about that in this upcoming week. For Mike Dahl, I'm Dean DeVore. Thanks for joining us on Weather Insider for Tuesday, October 27th.